Oh, uh, hello there. Oh, hello. Hi, Joey. Hi, Todd McInerney, How to Be Unpopular Podcasts. Hello, Terrence, Terry McFrary, Jerry <laughs> McFrary. Terry, Terry McQuarrie. Terry. So who are we talking to tonight, Joey? Uh, tonight we're going to be talking to Kevin Dowling, um, host of The Dirty Show, inline skater, photographer, um, overall badass, host of uh, VG19, Ooh, if I okay. got that right. Yeah. Okay. Didn't he have a section in the Able video? Yes, along with, uh, I believe... Did he have a section in the physics video? I can't remember. Masters. He of did have a section in the in the Able video. Yes, yes. Well, let's ask him. Let's ask him. Okay. Um. Oh fuck. Do you can you add him to the call, or do I have to? Um, what do I do wait, for this? Wait. Wait. I got it. I got it. Contacts. Okay. Yeah. Just Head hit. With us click here. on him. Add to call. Add to call. Boom. I think we're in. I think. Uh, He's about to I think be it's added. happening, yeah. Yeah, this is it's happening. happening. Oh, oh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, did you have a did you have a section in the physics video? No. Did you have tricks in the physics video? I did. I had one trick in the physics video. In Masters <clears throat> of Delusion? Yes. What did you do? Uh I gapped over a sidewalk in this chain. And did a frontside side slide down this, like, really steep sidewalk thing. Oh, that's right. Nice choice. Hold on, I gotta get rid of my cat. Oh, hey. <laughs> my cat. My cat. My cat is in heat. <laughs> so oh. It likes me. Yeah. Oh dear. Where's Tonky, Todd? Uh, he's not in heat at all. He's in cold. He's in menopause. <laughs> Years of pain on that cat's face. Yeah. He's just done. He just, he's like, God, just take me, please. I'm done here. He opens up a little bit here and there. Here. Hold on, I have to eat. I'm going to put my cat in the bedroom. <laughs> no problem. Hey, hey, is that picture, is that, is Kevin's uh, profile picture in backwards for you too, Todd? I don't see a profile picture. Maybe oh, you I'm, don't? Maybe I'm not in the right tab to see a picture. Kevin, if you kick, if you click on our call. Huh? Nope. No. Because the God bless America on his koozie is in backwards, and it looks like <laughs> dog. Zell. How come, Joey? You don't even have a, a picture. I know. Uh, I need to start working on some of this stuff. I mean, I'm so far behind sometimes technologically. I, I do need to get something. You don't have a video camera on your computer? No, not on the one that I have at home. Like, uh, I'll bring... Uh, I have another computer that I that I use at work, but, I mean, it's not... It's my own personal computer, but I always leave it there. So the computer that I have at home is really old school. It doesn't even have a, a camera on it, which is good. I think in some cases because it, the camera does. I overthink it every once in a while. Ah, um, the camera can the be a bit weird. I've never put tape on it or anything, and but I don't do anything weird in front of it. <laughs> oh, really? you have that sketch, the NSA. Does it wait a little bit? Do you, 
Who's who? Who watches Canadians? Uh, probably. Like, I don't know. I'm probably on the watch list now. I've got <laughs> I got fingerprinted just recently. So, like, you guys have your own NSA. What's it called? No, oh, I don't even. We don't have an NSA. No, we I don't. don't. Think. We don't. So, but I'm sure since we're so close to you guys that I'm sure there's some kind of an agreement that they have to keep tabs on on what we're doing. Oh yeah. wow. Including this podcast, you've already said the word. Like, just just by saying that word now, we're we're in a special uh, list of information that they're going to have to go through. You said one of the buzzwords. Well, I don't know. And does Canada let? I don't know. Is Canada more lax with letting people in? Like, like no, we're uh, harder. I don't. We're know. harder. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We don't let anyone in with a criminal record. Oh, that's right. What, what, kind you, of, what kind of criminal record? Any. Even a DUI. Really? Anything. You, you can't come, come mm-hmm. here. Even misdemeanors? Um, um, what's a misdemeanor? Uh, like where you go to jail overnight? Uh, if it goes on your criminal record, I think that's it. We're like, no, you can't come. Does a misdemeanor count as arrested? Because that's what I got asked. Like That was the first thing I got asked before I had to pull over. Just recently, the dude was like, have you been arrested before? And that would have made things a lot worse, I think. So it goes both ways. Damn, so I probably can't come live in Canada. <laughs> Do you have a criminal record? I've, I've been arrested a few times. Oh, you're a bad boy. I think yeah. if... I don't know. I think if uh, if you get the right person and the reason for you going to Canada... I don't, I don't know. I think you get in. I know... Uh, Josh Petty, <laughs> Josh Petty couldn't get in here. Um, really? Yeah, on one of his in an old Daily Bread, he said, uh, like, one of his it was like least favorite people or something like that, and Canadian Border Patrol agents were really high on the list. They may have been number one. I can't remember. I yeah. feel like when you, I feel like I've accidentally drived in or drove into Canada. In like, Detroit, there's like some highway that goes, like you're just on a random highway, and then all of a sudden you can't exit, and you, it just kind of dumps you into Canada. So did you go? You didn't go over the border though. I I went to Canada once. You did on purpose. Where'd you go? Do I know this? Do we know this? Montreal, maybe. For was it rollerblading related? It was. I was on the detour. And we went to Buffalo. What's right above Buffalo? On the other side of uh, Niagara Falls. Ontario? Yeah, Ontario. Toronto. Ontario. Yeah, player. I had some Labatt's blue. <laughs> that, everyone thinks that we drink Labatt's. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I was like 17. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was before everybody started drinking good beer. Labatt's. Labatt's is like the French Canadian beer. Todd, when was the last time you had a Labatt's? LGD. Labatt's Genuine Draft. Yeah. Actually, one of the best beers I drank in my life was a Labatt's Genuine Draft. See? It was after uh, hay baling. And I, fa- and I found out that I'm allergic to hay. And my eyes swelled up like really bad. I was with Mason. And then... 
I was so thirsty and, and they brought us in and served us some ice cold LGDs and they were so good. Red. Yeah. And and sometimes actually I get them. I, I think I got some LGDs. I remember getting some like last year. And enjoying them. It's a very clean, crisp Canadian beer. Man, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just had the ultimate reality check today with PBR. What happened? It's got genetically modified corn and corn syrup in it. Uh-oh. I know. Not too hipster. It's not too hipster anymore. Hopefully the hipsters put them on blast so they change their ingredients. Yeah, that's lame. Why do you have Wait, to put... what, what did you get tonight, then, if you got a beer for yourself? I got a Sierra Nevada. I, oh, I... shit. <laughs> that's what I'm drinking. Really? Yeah. Ha! Beautiful. <laughs> Canadians drink Sierra Nevada. <laughs> it's it's newer in Canada, but um, it tasted good when I got it in uh, Seattle the one time. And I think Frank maybe said that he likes that beer, and I trust Frank's beer drinking. So you trust Frank about <laughs> everything. <laughs> I trust Frank's mind in terms of well, from for beer drinking, I know he's someone who drinks a lot of different beers. So I'll try what he likes. Nice, dude. What, Todd, are you drinking? Yeah, I've got some Merlot. Oh, oh, wow. Happening. Yeah. Keeping it classy. Yeah, so, a bottle of Merlot that Dustin Werbeski brought. Ooh. Damn. So it's got Even power. better. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I brought wine, too. You did, yeah. It's still upstairs. Okay. Dustin's is- wine would be way better than mine just because Dustin brought it's it. It's all right. <laughs> did you... Let it breathe before you drink it, or did you just open it up and go for it? I just splashed it in a little glass. <laughs> How are the legs? How are the tannins? Oh, there's some legs going on. Yeah, we got some legs. That's so. the one thing that doesn't matter, but it's the funnest part of acting like you know how to drink wine. <laughs> I didn't even know those words. Um, So, Kevin. Yes. What is I? You have some new thing going on. I I do have some new thing going on. Today was actually did, day one of my new thing. <laughs> are you allowed to talk about your new thing? I I think I am. I well, maybe I have to be vague, but I can kind of just talk about what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know because uh, or a version of it because. Um. It sounds if it's what I kind of assume it is, it's really exciting. It, it's, it's a cool thing. It's the perfect job for somebody who's skated and filmed and shot photos for a long time. I got hired as a location scout for a a, a pretty big uh, Hollywood movie. And that was because of your photography, like because of the, the that story spread so far and wide about. <clears throat> no, actually, it wasn't. Oh, wow! <laughs> I have a another buddy in Atlanta named George that works for Panavision, so he's a he's a camera tech and a camera operator, and he mentored this guy named David for a couple years at Panavision, and then David went on to be a location scout. So they needed another scout because <clears throat> one of the scouts they currently had wasn't doing a very good job. 
So David hit up George, asked if he knew anybody in Atlanta that knew the city well and was also a photographer, and he hit me up. And uh, it was it was great. Like it was like all happened within a week. So I was working that overnight job. Yeah. And uh, like I, my boss was so horrible, and like the schedule sucked. I was sleeping all day. Like it was just miserable. So I wanted to leave anyway, and like right when I got that email. <clears throat> I kind of like let my job know that I was leaving and uh, I interviewed for it two days later with the location manager who <laughs> is like insane. Like I, I purposefully did not Google him before I met with him because I didn't want to be enamored. You know, I just wanted to see him as uh, another human being. <laughs> um, but it ends up that he's like scouted for, uh, he scouted heat and the Truman Show, and um, the Sixth Sense. <laughs> Jeez, he was Adam Sandler's first agent. <laughs> wow! So he's like insanely prolific scout. Like he's put together like a lot of really great movies. And um, but yeah, he also grew up like the guy grew up kind of with a really similar background to me. So during the interview, we just talked about, like, graffiti and um, politics, social issues and racism. And I don't, it was just like we just hung out for, like, two hours. And he immediately fired the other guy <laughs> and asked me to start the next week. Nice. It was sick. That's so awesome, especially <laughs> when it's more of, like, a conversation than a job interview. Oh, yeah, it totally wasn't a job interview at all. Like, he didn't even look at any of my photography or... I showed him a gallery, like one, the the Atlanta series, you know, just to show him that... Like, I was surprised that he didn't want to see my stuff. He just, like, fully trusted me. And, um, yeah, it went really well. Like, they asked me to come on the following Monday, but it was Friday. So I was going to come on in, like, a week and a half or whatever. But uh, I quit my job that day. Like, I just went to my old job, and <laughs> I told him to shove it. And uh, I, I hit up the the guy, and I told him I, I wanted to just come to work for free for the next week. So that way, when I started, there wasn't any issues. I could just kind of sponge off him and get some on-the-job training. So I did that, <laughs> I did that with him all week, and it was like... I was immediately, like, right when we went out the first day, it was, like, essentially what I'm doing is I'm looking for skate spots, you know? Like, I get the script, I read the script, I figure out each character's kind of uh, demeanor and, like, the kind of places that they would want to be or where they would uh, naturally be, you know? And then I, I just build the scenes and locations around, like, each individual character and what... Uh, what spaces are needed for the movie. Wow. What? <laughs> it's so sick. <laughs> and did, did this did this happen before or after you started your podcast? Uh, this happened after. And so I, uh, my theory is that because you started a podcast, you got this job. No, I, I seriously think that, that there's definitely something – true to that man like I, I made a decision like a month ago I was like I'm just gonna like put myself out there I'm not gonna be like afraid to 
do things like podcasting and sharing my opinion. And also just like in the real world, doing kind of the same thing and just being as positive as possible and trying to network with people. And it was like instantaneous. Like I just put as much positive shit out there as I possibly could. And I'm like, like that's not the only opportunity. I have another job coming up that's like really, really rad too. <laughs> oh, I love that shit. There's something, there's something about that where like, where you start uh, taking some chances and getting some shit done on your list that you've been wanting to do for a long time, like bigger yeah. things, bigger simple things. Uh, yeah, like starting a podcast, it's like it's it's simple to do, but it's hard to execute. To like right. get over that little hump, and then as soon as you start doing that, that idea of like the the universe loves novelty. That as soon as you increase novelty in your own life, whether it's like walking home in a different route and discovering new shit, or starting yeah. a podcast, other good stuff always starts to happen. Or maybe it's like you get better at recognizing opportunities because you've been, I don't know, creating other new paths in your life. But I totally agree with you that the shit happens all together. Yeah. I mean, start going in the direction. Like it's a, it's scary to put a podcast out, man. Like I still haven't figured out the RSS feed and like that first, that first, I don't know, man, like it's been so long for you guys. I don't know if you remember. It was like the first time, like y'all were just, well, no, I know that you do remember. You said you were just kind of joking around and then just made it happen. Like mine was completely on purpose. So I was probably, I, I feel like I was overthinking it at the beginning and now I just, like, I don't even listen to them anymore when I do them. No, just, you don't have to. Yeah. You just put it out cause you're, you get that little rhythm going and you kind of figure out like the more honest you are and the more unedited it is like the, a better response you get. And also it feels better to just <clears throat> like be okay with your thoughts and your words, you know? Yeah, definitely. Todd, you you didn't even the the story of the first one. You just recorded yourself talking, and I didn't even know that it was going to be a podcast. And you were really scared to release it, right? Uh, yeah. Or you didn't want to release it. That was the thing. Um, I just had I don't know. I had this revelation that I really wanted to do a podcast, and I just recorded myself talking. Um. It's funny because, like I, th- when I first had the revelation, I thought I was gonna be really good. I was <laughs> like, I can, I can do a podcast. I- I'm good at talking. People like listening to me talk. And this whole thing has been so fucking humbling. It's like, it's really taught me how much I suck at talking, <laughs> and how how much learning I have, and how, like I've. Like, I really need to tighten up my game. I'm terrible. But, uh, yeah, I just started recording myself. And I I was so excited about it that that same day that I recorded that first, like, solo cast, I got Riley, who lived, like, right up, like, two floors above me. I told him about it, and I got him to come down and record a podcast with me that same day. Sick. So he was actually the first guest, Riley Mariami. Yeah, it's weird when you start doing it, you just want to do, like, as many as possible, right? <laughs> yeah, it's totally addicting. Like, the, I think the experience of it is really, really 
uh, fun and really addicting and and you just want to keep doing them and doing them whether or not they're good it's like for me it's like I it's bad because I stopped caring if they were good but a part of me does still care like I want them to be really good I want them to be continue to improve at least but just doing them is just so much fun and having like a focused conversation it's like it's like uh, when you film skating you you skate better because you're filming something or you add focus to what you're doing and so for for talking you end up for for having a conversation it's like a a a conversation on steroids it's like a very focused conversation yeah and we're experts in our chosen field of inline skating too which helps a lot yeah as expert as people are we're we're as expert as it gets in terms I, of our. I mean, you guys got people flying in from France to come see you. You guys are big shit now. I can't wait. I'm like so, <laughs> I'm so happy that uh, the industry is gonna come to you, and then you're gonna be part of the industry. <laughs> you're not gonna be um, able to. You're not gonna be able to uh, deny it anymore. <laughs> Oh man, I just talked about that this weekend. I I recorded my thoughts about that. It was a really bizarre experience. Yeah, I was biting my tongue. Like the whole time that Anthony was in town, I was just like wanted to type on y'all's walls so bad. Like I just wanted to be like, "Oh shit, shit just got real." <laughs> it was fucked up like that that we don't really film or skate or anything in March. So that was crazy in itself. Right. And then, like, to uh, me personally, like, the pressure that I put on myself to try and, like, quote unquote, skate good was so bizarre. I've, like, never, never experienced that. So it was a good experience to know just to not ever try to skate good. <laughs> I'm happy that there's other people paying attention <laughs> to what you guys are doing. Like, that's, it, that, that company is on the, on the right path. Oh yeah, like they're not—they're not one-dimensional at all. No, and that's the future. Well, that that's the future. present too, but some people just haven't figured it out. Yeah, they're a but really futuristic the company. Going. Like the future is supporting all kinds, every single kind of putting wheels on your feet. Yeah, and yeah. Seba Seba is leading the game in that. They—they're supporting now aggressive. They made an aggressive skate cones. If uh, like I was watching YouTube videos, they made a video of a uh, race on a bobsled track. Yep. Like they out here, they're all lo- they're all over the place. Like skate cross series, skate cross series. Like, dude, skate cross is the most exciting thing in it's skating. It's so sick. It's so it that has I think the most potential for reaching an outside audience. Absolutely. People dude, love racing. It's yeah, exactly. There's it. a Find winner and yeah. loser. It's like the fastest guy. People people understand it. Absolutely. Um, I, the, they had one at powwow. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was, and not, it seemed it, like it, it, oh, sorry, it seemed like it was the highlight for a lot of. I mean, that powwow was amazing, but a lot of people uh, really enjoyed that one immensely. It seemed it like. was a completely different vibe, like the skate contest, like the skate park contest. It's like kind of serious, you know, and everybody's like, like, it's like that weird, super cool 
serious vibe. Like everybody's still pumped and enjoying themselves, but like during the skate cross, dude, every single person was just laughing their asses off and smiling and like high fiving. Like it was just like a way more uh, innocent kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Like it was, yeah. there was. You can't act. You can't like be like all steed out when you're just trying to haul ass. You know what I mean? Like, and you're trying to beat people. It's not like you're trying to like go fast and look cool like you're in a Greg Mirsoyan edit. Yeah. Like you're just trying to fucking win, so you're not paying attention at all to like your style or like anything. Like you're just hauling ass and trying to win. So it's just like a way more. Uh, I don't know. It was just more pure or something. It was just fucking cool. Everybody loved it. Totally. Why is racing so fun? Like, like if I were to to go to a field with with my girlfriend right now and we like have a race, you'd be laughing so hard. Like even in the middle of running, I don't know yes. something about <laughs> racing someone that's so funny and fun. Dude, when you have random races, when you're like just with your boys, and then like one of you starts going like running, and then everybody starts running. <laughs> race? Yeah, it's so fun. I had a race today. Did you? you did? Well, just like uh, Carly called shotgun, and I said, "Fuck that! I'll beat you to the to the truck." Nice. But I didn't really care about getting in the front. I I like rolling in the back, so whatever. But we were just giddy, just laughing and r- running. Like I I could have beat her ass easy, but I I let her win. <laughs> I swear it's something to do with that novelty factor again. Like, uh, you know, we don't race. It's not a normal thing to race. Yeah. Or it just brings our... you back to your childhood. Like, w- yeah. all of a sudden when there's a race, it's just, like, fun. You just get excited. It's just it's like being <laughs> yeah. 10 years old again. <laughs> the worst part is, like, when you're laughing and running, it's hard to run faster. Like, laughing takes away from your speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it almost hurts. Like, when you're... Like when you're peeing and laughing oh that's and horrible hurts. that's horrible it's really hard to focus yeah it pushes sneezing too much peeing pee. is a whole different story that's like i have to try both of those things i can't remember the last time i i guess i was probably drunk the last time i peed and laughed <laughs> you know you're having a good time when you pee and laugh but it fucking hurts yeah it does, does? yeah it hey, forces Kevin, did, quick. Yes. did you watch slow-mo oh my god Dude, I fully, like, teared up and, like, got goosebumps, and I was, like, that guy understands rollerblading more than any of us, and he's, like, gotten to a level that's beyond any of our understanding. Yeah. Yeah. There's no pretense to what he's doing, dude. It's just, like, he just fucking loves skating. That was was seriously the best uh, skate video that I've ever seen. I feel like what that video did was what we've been trying to do but have been failing that video was like honestly yeah. the best portrayal of rollerblading i've ever seen yeah dude just 100% pure he he didn't he didn't give, they, he didn't they, give a fuck he's just he all about the movement of it and he didn't he didn't make that you no. know what i mean like he was already he just does that shit every day yeah and somebody you know what i mean like He's not going out to get clips. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to the beach and goes slow mo. Yeah. You know? He's just vibing every day. Fuck. That 
Yeah, I wasn't. I was kind of like bummed that day, and uh, that document that came out at like the perfect time for me, and it just cut through all of my own, own personal bullshit. And it yeah, just, you're having a rough couple of days, huh? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, it was like after the after the Seba visit, I had beaten myself up so much that I I got. I got sick, like not sick on the skates, but like literally sick. And uh, wow! And then the the border thing like transitioned perfectly into that. So I was like, I was super confused as to there was like awesome opportunities to do with skating presenting themselves, but they weren't going how I expected them to. And then that slow mo video came out, and then it was just perfect. It was like just a pure representation of of uh why a lot of us fall in love with skating but it it did it in such a simple way it was like pretty much the way that he described it was awesome and then that quote about how he was trying to the quote about um i'm just trying to not be an asshole or whatever man yeah yeah (laughs) wow yeah he said i'm trying to get through the rest of my life without being an asshole again And the crazy part is you can see when he talks and you can see in his face, you could imagine him as a doctor that maybe was kind of cold and, yeah. and uh, you know, would just give you the diagnosis. Not that he would be a mean doctor or anything, but you could totally see him, just like a the cynical, doctor version of him. Yeah. yeah. Just a cynical kind of dick with lots of fucking money. Yep. And – um. It was the first thing that I've seen in a long time that really cut through that whole idea of what's cool and not cool. That he was like literally gliding through the idea of like time and people wearing a specific fashion or looking a certain way. Yeah, because right? it makes all that look so silly. Yeah, like yeah. He's so far above that that to like t- he makes fashion look fucking ridiculous. It's like who fucking cares? He's it's like it's all about what you're experiencing. It's all about what you're giving yourself or what you're allowing your, <laughs> yourself to God, experience. he's so much tighter than everyone. Yeah, he's fucking tighter than everyone. He is the fucking blade god, man. Fucking <clears throat> slow-mo is the blade god. Yeah. And it it's sad to think that I know there's a lot of people within skating who uh would would think like that he's make roller he's making rollerblading look bad oh god i I know that that's a thing probably oh did we lose kevin did we yeah i think so did we we're getting little uh little things little things little uh things about a drop connection okay do you want me to hang up uh sure and then calls back. I know where we'll start, though. Hello. Hello. He said he got cut off. Hmm. So let's try again. Oh, Hello? there we go. We're back. We're back. We're back. At at what point did we cut out? What? Uh, Did you hear that slow mo is the blade god? Oh no, but I that that it's true. <laughs> um, yes, slow mo is the blade god. 
then we were I was saying that there's there's unfortunately rollerbladers who think that he's making rollerblading look bad. Huh? Who said that? Uh, no, that's what I assume about our culture sometimes. Oh, about stop. rollerblading culture is that there's people who still think that we're kind of like the same way that skateboarders would say, you know, longboarding. Like there was that entire article that I saw about how longboarding, how gay it is or whatever, <laughs> made by skateboarders. And it's like the board's just like a little bit longer. The wheels are a little bit different. But, bro, they're not grinding. Oh, man. <laughs> I, have to, I, I found it funny that one magazine put a, a comment like, uh, if you want to learn more about blading, come to our website. <laughs> on that it's like no like they already learned everything they need to know from this fucking video yeah, dude. what more are you going to teach them like, what are you, are you going to teach them how to be tight <laughs> seriously i've already well, I posted it they've already I, listened to a sermon from the blade god and like I, come on <clears throat> i did a screen cap of uh of that comment i thought it was really interesting and like made the joke that, you know, would they feature him on the cover? And I just, I don't know. I, I felt like that was like a, a really weird, shameless plug that just didn't really fit the whole thing. But yeah. could just be me. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, one is a one-dimensional magazine. Yeah, it should have been called uh, Infinity. Infinity. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. No, but think about it. There's not a single... I've, I've been, you know, I pipe dream all the time with multiple people online about what we should be doing or whatever. But there's not a single, uh, like, source of all, inform, like, all blading. You know what I mean? Like, there's not an inline skater or a... Yeah, I guess Inline Skater Magazine back in the day. Yeah. They had, like, hockey pad reviews and, like, stretching tips and, like, race results and, like, a couple aggressive things. Like, it was all of rollerblading. Yeah, now it's just splintered off into a bunch of little mini tribes yeah. all and over the place. You know what's weird or kind of our delusion? <laughs> what's that? I don't know if Seba... I can't, I'm not going to – I shouldn't talk in exact numbers, but I'm going to. So aggressive skates are make up like 5 to 10% of entire sales of inline skates. Yeah, something like that. It's small. It's tiny. Very tiny. But so why, why not – if we may, if we help the other types of – inline skating with their media and their communication and then like wouldn't it make sense to want to get those other 95% of consumers Kevin I didn't blade 20 plus years to fucking <laughs> support this other bullshit I gotta leave John alone dude <laughs> he's a traditionalist okay <laughs> I mean, I get the. I like aggressive. That shit's fun. 
but to deny everybody else. I mean, I've, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's fucking yeah. stupid. It's got to stop, man. But there's no what, what it, like. There's nowhere for people to go that are interested in all of it. Did Joey go, go away? Did Joey go away? <laughs> I think Joey just went away. Shitty beans. What's up with our internet right now? Is it whack? It's because we started with talking about NSA. Now they're fucking. Now they're porn. fucking with us. Well, dude, my uh, my internet, like my fucking uh, modem or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. My router. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck that does, it that magical trans- box. <laughs> yeah, the magical <laughs> box that talk to I people. I can watch HBO high def through. <laughs> I bounce it off my phone and then into my i fucking TV. <laughs> anyway, it's it's labeled NSA spy drones. <laughs> I just figured I'd let them listen. Yeah, why not? Yeah, maybe they'll. Show. They need okay, entertainment. What's up with Joe, dude? Let's uh, let's try to reconnect this bullshit. I'll call you right back. Okay. Hello. Hello. What did I miss? Um. What? Uh, just uh, some segregation talk. Some. Okay, so we can get right back into that. We can get right back in. Sounded good wherever he was going. It was great. Yeah. Um. It was uh, it was pretty much about saying like we're such a small part of blading. Then why are we so reluctant to support the other uh, forms of blading? And then I made the joke that uh, well, I didn't blade twenty plus years of my life to support <laughs> the, all that other bullshit. But uh, we, it's so true. We, we need we need an inline skater. And I said I said leave John alone. <laughs> Which I heard that it may not have even have been John after all of that, but I don't know if that's true. So, yeah. We got to leave Could John it? alone, dude. <laughs> hey. There's got to be at least 20 fucking episodes of Mushroom Blading where that... I get, it's a funny joke. Fuck, why am I denying comedy? <laughs> it's just a fucking joke. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Stop being mean, you guys. <laughs> John's a nice man. He is. Okay. John is. <laughs> we met him once, I think. Yep. Yeah. He recognized Todd because Todd looked really American in Amsterdam. Yeah. Nice. Um, but the segregation thing, <clears throat> I, I mean, that's I posted that the rollerblading is dead uh, Senate ad, and that's kind of like, what we've been riding on. Not that ad, but that idea Yeah, we've been riding on for a long time. Like, in that fucking ad, it's like, we have a lot to be uh, angry about. Kryptonics, roller hockey, recreational skating, Blade Warriors, or whatever that show was. And it's like, man, we're yeah, where's so that ashamed. Guy? <laughs> that guy doesn't so even much- skate anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck him. We were so fucking ashamed. That's like our whole culture, our whole the whole culture of aggressive skating was built upon being ashamed of what rollerblading is, but Maybe. still enjoying rollerblading, but trying to rollerblade without rollerblading, trying to like justify the fact that we're rollerblading by doing dangerous manly tricks. 
but like, <laughs> but like, it's fun. Like something I thought about when watching slow mo was like that guy. He doesn't need to do tricks. He doesn't need to like validate himself or make himself look impressive. He's no. just one hundred percent enjoying the movement. Well, he's aged past like, you know. The, the part of your life where you just want to, like, be cool and, like, look rad for chicks or whatever. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's not trying to fucking spread seed anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he it, does. It, it's dude, wild. Of, oh, go what? ahead. Go think ahead. how stupid that fucking art, or that uh, ad is. Yeah. Jesus. It was That's, a great uh, marketing strategy, though. Like, from... Uh, for a short-term marketing strategy to just let's take everything from skateboarding, let's ditch everything from rollerblading, and let's go with it. And it well, worked. It, it, does, also, it doesn't work now, though. It was also like let's take all the things that skateboarders talk shit about about us, and then we'll deny all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, did, where did that lead Because us? Because then people might think we're gay. Yeah. <laughs> And oh. the big, like the, it seems like that whole ad's like, just like we're not gay, man. I fucking promise. I swear <laughs> to God, don't like sucking dick. I'm fucking hard. I smash pussy and I do soul grinds. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a funny idea. We're cool. We're cool guys, right? No. I, listen, listen, listen. I'm here. I don't play roller hockey. I don't own. I don't own recreational skates. Uh, these wheels—they're Senate wheels. They're not Kryptonics. All right. So, can I skate here? Can I skate in the skate park? We don't wear pads. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Dude. Yeah, it didn't oh, it, work. It, it fucking worked for a solid—not uh, necessarily a decade. But it worked from a money and uh, and uh, propelling the sport because of the angry youth thing. It totally worked. I guess for like a short term few years it worked. Was that, was that the thing that actually killed rollerblading? Was all that dumb like delusional marketing back in the day? Because no. then, like five years later you look back at it and you're like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Like. Fuck rollerblading. Like, why did I ever adhere to this delusional-ass mentality? They, uh... Well, there was a bunch we, of that. we killed ourselves. Yeah. Right? Nah, bro, we're fucking cool. <laughs> we fucking killed ourselves. Like, we didn't even support our own people, our own technology. No, yeah. we fucking hated on people because they played roller hockey? We were like we were like the fingers, and we cut off the head, because we're like the head is fucking lame. Who needs that? Look we're at that thing. We slide in that shit. <laughs> we're dicks. <laughs> I, I think it's uh, that Adam Johnson podcast was really good, and I already talked about it. But I loved how he touched upon something that no one's really talked about too much: is how how. Uh, bitter people like myself or, you know, people around our age group were when a lot of people just bailed on rollerblading and we saw they started to get careers and we saw they weren't skating as much. Yeah. And that I, I thought that was a really good point. And it's like um, we shouldn't blame them because we had to realize on our own that we had to get that point. But it's not a right. bad thing. Um, 
But I, I think that it's interesting that we're going through that same thing. But we're like the first generation who actually still does shit. Right. Because there's a lot of people who who bailed and didn't keep doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, time heals all wounds, right? Like, Yeah. You got to – I've definitely been super negative about those guys, you know? I think the first podcast I did with you guys, it started off with me talking shit about Dave Payne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the first one that that Adam Johnson referenced too, when he talked about people ditching. He said Dave Payne. Yeah, that was probably the biggest loss. He's back, man. Back. <laughs> Check his Instagram. <laughs> Yo, battle my crew. <laughs> Dude, that shit. Have you seen it? Maybe he just want you. Did, were you guys? You guys are. You guys are B-maggers. <laughs> Joey's a oh, B-magger. The, the, the new Battle My Crew is the actual BG Roots. <laughs> There's one copy. Somebody's got it. You've never seen it. Oh, it's man. So <laughs> the new Battle My Crew is called the fucking internet? <laughs> it is, dude. <laughs> Fully. Yeah, that's pretty good. Real-time Battle My Crew? Pretty much. I mean, like, Battle My Crew was only relevant because... People didn't have the internet to put their edits on, so it was like a video where everyone could send in their edit. Yeah. Really, like the internet is one big battle my crew. It's like every crew can put their edit. <laughs> and I just remember there was that that press release about the new battle my crew, and uh, uh, Dave Payne was like, I call on everyone to stop the bullshit. This is going to be done... <laughs> Uh, in spare time while working a nine to five job or something like that, and then I posted like that's what a lot of us have been doing like <laughs> this <whole> fucking time. <laughs> it's funny, like you would think that he would be more in touch. That's I think that's one of the funniest parts about when people have like kind of returned to skating with expectations. It's like listen. We <laughs> you don't, we you have don't to come back. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you don't have to, dude. <laughs> yeah, just I'm just throwing it out there. Like uh, the whole idea of coming back doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> so what are you gonna come back to? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more people. Uh, kind of like leaving than coming back, but not, they're not like, they're not full on leaving. They're leaving the idea of the, of the thing that people are coming back to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they're coming back and they don't realize that nobody is there. <laughs> coming back and grandstanding for all 38 of us. <laughs> back you're talking to like 35 year old men like that sales pitch doesn't work <laughs> like are we gonna get aggressive again <laughs> like gosh oh, shit i can't dude i gotta i gotta wake up in the morning go to work and take care of my kid <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that that whole idea is so funny like like uh all, a lot of the videos that we've made is like 
you either have to take days off work or just film it on the weekends or filming it when you're off work. And that's like, that's a lot of people's realities. So it's so funny to think of like someone coming back and using that as like a, as like a, a call to arms, like (laughs) this is going to be done in spare time other than working. Did you hear that ass, dude? We're going to have to support this. Holy shit. He's like the first rollerblader in the last 10 years that is doing things in his spare time. Gee, that's core, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This dude's core. Is there like a donate button on his website? Yeah. How much harder is it to like, instead of doing that, you put out a section that you shouldn't even be like skating that hard anymore, but you put out a section that's so sick that you shatter the shit out of both of your ankles. Oh, <laughs> like that's a lot more like I like at first I was like, I don't know, like I wasn't really feeling the whole like idea of like six 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 and like the the money was like it seemed like a lot. And then as soon as I saw that picture of Brian Shima in the fucking wheelchair, I was like I have to respect that. Like, there's no way that I can deny, like, somebody going that fucking hard. Yeah. Like, I still, supported. Just, like, some fucking weird, like, I, like, he's coming from a pure place. Like, he wants to skate hard as shit, and, like, that's what he believes in. And, like, he thinks that's what's best for all of us. <clears throat> yep. And I, I, did you guys watch this section? Yeah. I I talked about it. I think I I'll say like my points, my main points. Like I definitely was not into the name of the series or the personality shots or the upside no. down cross. But it's like, um, it's like if if who if uh, John Elliott or Josh Petty or Zamora or some of these other names skated as hard as Shima and Julio had rollerblading would be a lot healthier and it sounds ridiculous but it's so true just just the fact that shima and julio have been putting out sections as long as they have there's more people skating because of it and there's more people sticking to skating because of it and not only that but they're setting the standards for younger people like labar and uh, Dominique Bruce and, you know, people who look at, like, well, look at what the fuck Shima did when he was 32 going on 33. Like, yeah. I have I have a solid, you know, decade where I can film sections if I want because that's yeah, what that- Shima did and that's what Julio did. And I, I, I love that, that, it, you know, those guys have sacrificed so much yeah. to, to do that. And um, for all the people that, have bailed you know they can't say that they're a rollerblader like julio and shima can and i know that gets into like borderline religious territory or whatever but i mean (laughs) you just can't touch that shit no people who have put out that many sections you know yeah and they're still doing it and it's just those two guys now those are the main ones. I was trying to think of who else, but I just I know that off the top of That's my head, it. those are the main two dudes who stuck it out. Holy shit. I can't believe they did. Yeah. Like it's surprising. There's probably been so many times where they've wanted to give up. Uh, yeah. And they haven't, you know? They haven't even had like a tirade online where they um 
where they talk negatively about skating or anything like that. <clears throat> and I know, I mean, I don't know the story behind Nim or the business decisions or whatever, but I know one thing it's like Shima puts out a section like that and how many sections has Elliot put out? Like, you know, yeah. his, his legacy, he's amazing. What he did put out brain, his brain for a gone section is still really good, but um, I don't know what, Shima does for his business decisions, but putting out a section like that—that's that says a lot. Just it does, man. Says it's a like, lot. It's like that's the it's the whole action speaks louder than words thing, man. Yeah, like you know, he put out the first section, and like he's got that team of like young badasses, you know. And he, well, I guess they're like middle-aged men badasses, but. Like, he put himself out there for the first one. Like, that's got to be nerve-wracking to be the old man on the team. And then you're you're selling this content in this new way of distributing media. <clears throat> and you're taking a risk. And, like, he's the guy that's like, yo, fuck it. I'll be the first guy to go. Like, I'll jump off a bunch of crazy shit. It's badass. Did yeah, you watch it, Todd? No, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. What? No. It's Shima. I haven't even had time to sit down and watch it. Oh. If you don't feel like paying $6, you can rent it for $0.99, cents, which is – that's what I did. <laughs> I'll probably want to watch it a few times. Yeah, but if you watch it four times, you can watch it for 24 hours each time you rent it. Hmm. I didn't even know that that that, that option was part of it, nice. so – I don't know if they're trying to advertise that part of the option, but you like I figured if I want to watch it again in like a couple of weeks, I'll just rent it again. But it's pretty badass. Like it's his name on the skate. You know, he's, <laughs> it, it's it's appropriate that he's putting the first like the first one is of Shima. Yeah, that's like some general of the army shit. Yeah, man. Like, take charge and just go for it. Yeah. Man, e, fuck. What's Played that? God. I just said, what a fucking gangster, dude. Like, yeah, that's some he, real shit. Like, I that's what I'm saying. Like, I wanted to like be mad at the shot of Gabriel Hyden taking off his sunglasses, <laughs> but I'm sure when I watch that kid's section, I'm gonna be like, well, fuck, he can do whatever he wants with his fucking sunglasses. Yeah, he's yeah. sick. Yeah, good yeah. call. Yeah, um, he can take off his sunglasses all day. Like, we definitely watched that, like, over and over again at my buddy's house the other night, all drunk. <laughs> like the That whole was the one that tipped it over, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's, if that's, uh, if that's his performance, if that's his fault, or if that's the director's fault. It's tough to say. Dude, I think that the, uh, the Shima fucking, like, barely closed hand devil horns <laughs> um i i know that in atlanta that's going to become a thing <laughs> that one actually did take the cake it's true <laughs> the like, limp horn damn, that was a solid fucking devil horn but like you know now that, now that i've now that i've seen his section i know what he's going i know what he was going for because before he could have just thrown it up a little bit more smooth and simple but if you're a 32 year old man throwing yourself off roofs you have to horn hand like that you do man 
<laughs> it has to have it goes up slow and then it was kind of like a quick little air punch a little into whip? the horns yeah yeah a little whip into the horns so Just it worked it did, dude. I've been doing it. We do. It, we were doing it to each other at the bar the other night, like calling each other from across the bar. <laughs> and just getting like an epic face on, like throwing that fucking horn up real quick. Just <laughs> you try it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's totally going to stick now. It's got to. That, I, I think, teacher. Man, more... <laughs> More comedy in in rollerblading um, oh. would be good. Hey, oh man, I wish that there was people that would parody that so bad. It, yeah, parody, I was on the same page. It's important, man. Like everything gets parodied, and it's important to for everyone, even people that are serious as fuck and like doing things where you could smash your ankles in half. Like it's so important to be humbled and like embrace like the sillier aspects of just us being humans, you know, like, but I bet dudes would get so offended, like in the beginning. <laughs> oh yeah. It is so important though. Yeah. yeah. Be humbled. Well, if you just it, think of the, the importance of like comedians for, for, for mainstream culture or regular, every culture, it's so important for shit to get made fun of because it just helps look at it from an outside perspective and not just eat it up. Right. I think it's really important for like the humor part of rollerblading is, is important because man, we've experienced so much bizarre shit being a part of such a strange (laughs) activity that yeah. it's almost like that's the one of the best things we have. Yeah. Is that, uh, like, we're. It's not that we're not liked. It's that our experience of people experiencing us when we have our skates on <laughs> is funny most it's of the time. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> and now that we're older, it's even funnier. I want to work on embracing it more, man. Like, I still get that weird, like, oh, no, they saw me feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I try so hard. I'm like, dude, I'm, like, respected amongst my peers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dad in the neighborhood. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. intense. It's part it's of it. But it's because I don't want to argue or, like, I don't want <laughs> to be, like, I don't know. People are fucking weird. But, dude, it's happening. There's little kids rollerblade to school in my neighborhood. Like, a lot of them. And every time I see, like, I want to, like, take pictures of them, but then I, you know, I'm not allowed to. Yeah. But, like, I'll be chilling, and I get so fucking juiced, and, like, it's just weird to see kids skating. Yeah. it's. I'm going to, like, randomly place hockey sticks throughout the neighborhood. (laughs) <laughs> and hockey balls <laughs> there was like there was a girl on her bike and her mom was watching her at the park like the other morning like the old skate park and like at the end the girl wanted 
skates because she saw this crazy old man (laughs) rolling really smoothly around the park. And the mom was like, maybe we can get you roller skates and you can bring those next time. What's that? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I said, was was it Todd that she saw rolling around smoothly? (laughs) It was you. It was me. It was some. It was an old man filming himself by himself. <laughs> that edit was awesome. <laughs> I, I love. I love edits that are like filmed by a person skating. That's probably because I've made those. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and that feeling of like when you push record. And like it's like a, it's so much different than having somebody else film you. Yeah, it's you feel like this weird like. That's another like. Is anybody looking like at me rollerblading and filming myself rollerblading by myself right now? Oh, <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Uh, I've only done it a couple times. Like that park is so good because it's such a relaxed environment. Even if people are coming by and like watching, but it looks have, so fun. If you ever film in like more crowded environments, it's really interesting. Uh, you did it for 365 days. Most of them, yeah. Like, how many of those were by yourself? A lot. Well, I'd, I'd say 70% of the time. Fuck. It's a. <clears throat> I swear, it's a skill that's like beneficial to just to just set up a camera and film yourself doing stuff. Yeah, there's something like. You have to work through those little weird, like, feelings, you know? You're humbled automatically because it's like you have to – you have that thing that makes you want to film, but you don't – I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? It, it really is. I, so think it's an, I think it's an important practice because it's not – you're not necessarily trying super hard. No. Because well, you're yeah, just that's, with yourself. That's yeah, you don't have to rush to like meet the expect or like the what you think or the expectations of how fast you're supposed to land something. Dude, I'm so much better at skating by myself because I can take my time and like just do shit when I'm ready rather than like trying to get shit done or like trying to like skate as good as everybody else is skating that's like at the session. Like there's none of that like weird I'm not racing anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a different feel to it because you internalize some of the things that you would say externally. Like I say, I always say shit like, was that good? Was that okay? Yeah. (laughs) And And you don't even have to think about that when you're by yourself. No, you can just kind of like leisurely roll around and do it again or put the camera somewhere else or. Yeah, nobody saw you come out all stupid or whatever, like. It's I love skating by myself, man. I, I skate by myself still to this day, like probably at least like sixty percent of the time. Like I skate with my buddies in the morning and stuff, but I honestly prefer skating alone. People used to call me out on it too. Like all the little uh like Sizemore and uh Carson Starnes. Like I would put out edits, like little like quick park things. And they would hook me up and be like Dude, we always fucking ask you if you want to skate, and you always say, like, you can't, and then, like, you put out a fucking edit of yourself at the skate park. <laughs> oh, man, I could totally see that happening here, too. I mean, it's, dude, you don't have to fucking call anybody. You don't have to fucking wait on anybody. You don't have to, you don't have to like, sit there and, like, t- 
talk to people. <laughs> like, you just go and, like, do whatever the fuck you want. And I don't know. Like, you don't get caught up filming other people, you know? Yeah. Oh, like, I a- was so bad with that one years and years and years ago. Man, that's a bad one. People don't talk that- about that enough. Yeah, because filmers are like, like, people expect you to film. And, like, the reason and it's that like, if you're filming, like, I would get caught sometimes filming and encouraging people that I should have just been like, listen, I don't really want to film this right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, 50 tries deep into some shit that you don't even like, and you're just like, you like, if you stop filming them, it's like a slap in the mouth, essentially. Well, yeah, it was like, there's some, like, you know, Todd, Mason, Dana, there's like, Josh, there's people who I knew, like, commitment-wise filming but everyone you know if the session was really big sometimes you would just feel like you had to be the filmer guy yeah even if you didn't want to be even if you're not working on a project yeah people see you as like oh that guy films like yo yo let me get this trick real quick dog (laughs) yeah to the point that there would be some days where i would have my skates on but i wasn't skating shit i would have my skates on and just be filming and i like man that sucks well Dude, people are trying to be fucking blade gods and get sponsored and get free t-shirts, so you better not have any fun today. You better just film them doing fucking grinds. (laughs) It's not about you. It's about you fucking helping them get sponsored. Man. Yeah, well, that's my overall goal still. I just, like, I'm hoping to get sponsored, but... You will, Joey. You're you're getting really good. It's a little late in the game. Now, buddy. No, man. (laughs) Do you guys? You, you guys yet, think dude. I can do it? You yeah. guys think I have what it takes? You already know what's happening. You guys are about to be fucking Anthony Finichiaros, fucking Finichiaro, and Finichiaro. Well, so yen. I definitely did not perform. You, he is fucking good. That guy is good at skating. Holy shit, he is. I wasn't. Just, I... What's that? I just imagine him to be, like, casually good. Yeah. Like, unassuming. He just all of a sudden, he's, like, ripping you to shreds at the skate park. And you're like, damn, did you stretch? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and he skated, like, every day, too. He's a little bit younger. I think he's, like, 26 or 27. So his body's in, like, a little bit better of shape. But he fell so hard numerous times and just got up, and his energy level was super high. I wonder if it's, like... Also, the travel bug. You know how sometimes if you're on a, if you're on like a trip or yeah. a tour or something, you skate better. Like you're able to draw more energy because your oh, focus yeah. is just on that thing. Yeah, that could be I it feel, too. Sh- Man, shit like. <laughs> What's that? Said so I feel that shit on all my motherfucking skate tours. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad, like being in Vancouver, and it was like eight or nine o'clock at night and i knew i had to work at like eight the next morning just mentally oh. it's so hard if you're not if you don't have a, a lot of time to skate it's so hard to be there fully yeah. sometimes that's why those tours man having more than a few days off in a row to skate is really good it is Do we we always have people in atlanta like there's always 
like like it doesn't go longer than like two or three weeks without like a big group of people coming to skate and film and hang out. And I can't say no to it. <laughs> like I'll have work in the morning or I'll have, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to like not drink or like stay out late or whatever, but like I just can't deny the boys, dude. Oh, that's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, you always got people coming through ATL. Always, dude. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. I need to <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. Alex Broskow was in Atlanta. Is he yeah. coming on your podcast? He fully we had a three day long conversation over email about him coming on the podcast. He was super excited about it. And then he fucking pushed out at the last minute. That was my first like push out. Actually that was my second that was my first I don't know, I never talked to him about it, like again after that. But uh I'm sure he's, <laughs> I wrote that motherfucker off. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I've said it before, but I'm pretty sure he seems to be someone who just like wants to let his skating do the talking. Nah, and dude, I think he's going to come on, man. I would love for him to come on. I, Especially I, since you, you know him. Talk. Dude, we have the fucking most fun conversations. Like we just, it's really, it's really good. And I, I know... I could, I could, I could definitely interview him for an hour about stuff that would not make him look like any less cool. Like, yeah, he would, for sure, he would be way more. Uh, like, it would humanize him in like a empowering way. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. And everybody that's come on so far has felt really fucking good about coming on. Yeah, like people, that's. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. Dude, there's another oh, fuck. The worst, the first person that bailed, and this wasn't even like he hit me up. I was at uh, the. It was like the day after the Billy O'Neill podcast. Yeah. Fucking Ryan Jackalone called me. Whoa. <laughs> With Dave Ortega. What? Yeah, and we're supposed to start doing. Uh, a podcast like every Friday or every other Friday called. Flashback Fridays with Ortega and Riggs. Whoa. Oh, man. Even and if I, you just get them to do one in the next year. They're going to come on, dude. He he had – so Ryan runs like a uh, – he does these bus, like snowboarding bus tours from New York up to the mountains. Yeah. Like New York City, like they like load on these cool buses and like you just you just like drink beer and cruise out to the mountains and then – snowboard all day and then they take you back downtown yeah so he had like an emergency like somebody called out sick and he had to go in and do it that friday but uh hopefully this week man i'm 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 hoping that this week we'll do the first first of those episodes because when i he was really excited when he called me man like super fucking stoked he's like dude like i don't even know what the fuck this blader trivia shit is on fuck our og bladers on fucking facebook but I keep getting fucking indicted. Motherfuckers who put my fucking name on shit. I can't even fucking respond to them or tell the fucking real truth. I was there. I was fucking there. I know what the fuck happened. I don't know why these other motherfuckers are answering these questions. I know the truth. And I was like, yes. Man. Brian fucking Jacklone. Yeah. Holy shit. He's, 
his name needs to just be said more often by rollerbladers. It does. I told him I was like, dude, like, I'm not really gonna believe you until like we get you on the show. But like, it's so important that you fucking talk. Yeah, like, yeah. For you, sure. Your voice is a like you're just the fucking. He's the coolest fucking dude that ever skated. Yeah, yeah. Like him yeah. and like well. Anthony. Him and Dion Anthony are kind of like on a similar level for me. Yeah. They're they're like there's these dudes who are just it's they're not they're not the quote unquote cool. They were just they were they were on some other level when they skated and yeah. lived. Well Dion yeah. Anthony was like the silent cool and but Ryan Jacklin was like the really outspoken little shit rambunctious cool. Yeah. But made it work. Like he wasn't. I don't know. He had it's that like. Cool. He he had the cocky thing that only a few people can have that works. Yeah, because he's charism- it's not, charismatic. It's deserved cockiness. Like he's lived a really cool life in a really cool part of Manhattan, and like he's seen a lot of really cool shit. Like he's he's a, Ryan's a legitimately like a cool motherfucker, man. That's one of my. That's like. I like I'm I've been lucky enough to like hang out with that guy like many times and uh I still get really excited every time like I'm around him because I'm just like he's one of the dudes that like I don't know man like I've looked up to that guy I still like get excited like on some T-dog shit I mean we're friends now but like I get excited like you know it's just cool to fucking see that guy and he's still just as cool as he was back then like he like in New York City works with all these like really cool boutiques and knows like everybody and everybody knows him and like uh, he's just a fucking there's just he's got that magic dude he's got that sticky that gumption Damn. You know? he's got to come on the podcast dude <laughs> he's going what? to come on the podcast that's happening i'm going to make you better gonna, come like, on the podcast on it this week see that's why it's so awesome that you start a podcast cuz you n- know like a lot of People in rollerblading. Yeah, dude. Well, a I know. lot more than we do. Yeah, definitely. I like uh I like that. I, <laughs> I wish that uh I don't know. I'm happy I started it for that reason too. Like that's why I started. Because I like pushed you know, like you guys are intimidating, man, and I like pushed a lot of my friends to towards mushroom blading, you know, I'd be like, yo, you need to go on that shit and like I would like tag them in like stuff or whatever but they're just like i don't know they're just i don't know i don't know you guys are really well it's pretty scary it's pretty scary to to go talk to someone like for a couple hours and record it when you don't even know them right like it's a hell of a lot scarier than if you know a guy and he's like yeah like we've talked you you know me you like you know to talk to a friend and have it recorded right you know them you trust them just some random canadian dudes who who you know are outspoken and say weird things it's like eh, i don't know well and even like in the case of dustin like he's someone that we we know and have known him since almost the beginning of him skating and he just there's some people who are kind of like indifferent too like yeah absolutely that he doesn't think he needs to do it right but he did it because he was in kamloops but it would have been hard to get him to do it if he wasn't in kamloops you know yeah. Damn, I have not listened to that episode, but I really want to. 
Is it good? I felt like it was a huge failure on um, my part. There's a it's it's <laughs> worth it. It's worth it to go. Yeah, there's good there's good moments on it for sure. Like I was very ill prepared and I was way too stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You and Kapetsky and yeah. You, yeah, that, but that's not a bad thing. I just like I I I I was totally unprepared to do it. Like I it was uh almost like a last minute thing. I should have taken some notes and had some things prepared. Uh cuz it, it cuz Dustin is such like a big important person. Yeah. I think like it 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 should have I should have approached it with more respect. Right. Than I did. But uh there I think there was some good parts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and and we don't edit so people know that if they ride it out yeah, the they will get thing, those good parts. The prep thing's weird too. Like AJ when we were first talking about doing it, he like he like sent me this thing, he was like Yeah, so like I'll just send you like a list of like, you know, topics and blah blah blah. <laughs> I like well, that. I don't like that. Oh, really? I, that's good, though. I like that there's... Because, uh, Todd, I think you go back and forth on that, too, right? I think, uh, like, I like to have things to fall back on. Yeah. But I don't like to, like, stick th to it. I like to to let it happen naturally. Right. And I think when that works, that's when the podcasts are the best, is when yeah, for natural sure. conversations really happen but sometimes like the 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 truth is like sometimes it doesn't happen like if you're if sometimes the conversation just doesn't flow so it's good to have notes to fall back on where you can say okay tell me about this you know if if you right. hit a dead zone but uh i think it's bad to like rely on the notes too much because it's just like a unnatural kind of conversation yeah it becomes like a Like, I don't know. Like, okay, next we're going to talk about this. Like, I, I, I like <laughs> it to be like a really organic conversation. Yeah. And I hate you. it. I don't like it when, yeah, I don't like it when it's like uh, referred to Maybe. as an interview or when people think of it as an inter interview. Right. Because then it's like, okay, I'm the interviewer and you are the interviewee and I'm going to ask you questions. You're going to answer them. I, I like to tell people like it's, it's a conversation. We're just talking. You know, yeah. I, I'll have some questions for you. If you have some questions, you can ask or you can you can jump in whenever. You can take the reins if you want. Like, it's just a conversation. Exactly. You know, that's when, when the podcasts are the best. But something that I need to learn and get better at, I think, is, is to be more assertive and to take the reins at the appropriate times, like when I need to take the reins, um, like push the conversation and right um still let it happen like it's a funny thing podcasting like it's a funny skill to develop because you are going for that natural conversation you're trying to let it happen but at the same time you do want to control it to a certain extent yeah right and you want to try to make it good and like i should have told dustin to to speak up or to like <laughs> Because he was talking at a pretty low volume. I should have said, hey, speak up a little bit in retrospect. 
<laughs> but that could have just been that could have just been what it was, right? Yeah, it, it also is what comes it was. down to. It it comes down to the person being open to it as well, right? But so, also, yeah. also, someone does need to like. It, it, there's nothing wrong with being assertive, and sometimes I fail at being assertive. Like I won't. I won't say those things because there's the side of me that's like, oh, just let it happen, let it be natural, and sometimes that works, but oftentimes there just needs to be like a little in- interjection where it's like, oh, just can you just uh, speak up a little bit or sit a little bit closer right. to the mic? Yeah, absolutely. You know. And uh, for some reason, sometimes I just get a block where it's, it's like I'm unable to do those simple things. So that's like, I need to work on that. Huh. I think it just comes down to, uh, I mean, you could be the best podcast host in the world and you still might just get someone who's not, not receptive. Holy shit. Did you see that Riff Raff interview at fucking South by Southwest? <laughs> no. I want to see it now, though. Shit. He just fully, like, this kid's interviewing him, and he just suns him. Like, won't answer his questions. Is talking, like, he's being real cocky and condescending. Oh, it's fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, man. He did, a, he did a pitchfork one where it was, like, kind of the same thing, where you couldn't tell if he was, like, playing a character still or not. I love yeah. that about Riff Raff. You'll just... This one's, like, kind of negative. Really? Fuck, I yeah, gotta like, watch it. Like, it's usually, like, more playful. This one's, like, like he's being a fucking asshole to this kid. And it's this poor, like, <laughs> this poor little intern or some shit, you know? Did, was he just, like, pissed off? Yeah, he was pissed off. Like, I think he just, like, didn't seem like he was enjoying South by Southwest. And I don't know. I don't know what the fuck was up. It was weird. Well, I've never like, seen this part of, like... It, you'll you'll see. You gotta watch the interview. When you're it's... when you're thrown in front of a camera enough, like Riff Raff is, there's yeah. gonna be times where you're just not having it. Yeah. Like and and it's better to almost like not have it and just be a dick and be, experience what you're feeling at that time than like smile and and do just a mediocre interview. Right. I want to see this. Well, I'm going to watch it after this. We're past our hour mark, Kevin. Sorry. It's okay. Um, what time is it in Atlanta? What time do you have to get up? It's one twenty. Um, we'll probably wake up around six thirty. Oh, fuck. Okay. Shit. Well, thank you then for spending this much time with us. <laughs> nah, you got to get to bed. Get to bed. Get to bed, oh, Kevin. Kevin, um, <laughs> get to bed. Dude, I love my job, and I'm going to be really fucking excited and happy to wake up tomorrow and make myself some breakfast and coffee and go fucking explore the city of Atlanta. Nice. <sighs> amazing. That's amazing. I'm getting paid to be the guy that drives around looking for spots. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, just, uh, it's fucking the most natural job on earth. It's amazing, man. I think more rollerbladers could... Definitely get into it. Fuck yeah. So are they it's, paying you some good cheddar? I, yeah, I'm getting more cheddar than I've ever gotten in my nice. life. Awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Kevin. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. 
It's we're all winning. Dude, they were, I was only on for pre-production, and they've already started talking to me about coming on during like the actual like filming of the movie now as a production assistant. Nice. And, cause <laughs> I, and I think it's because you started a podcast. That's so. why I got to keep the podcast going, man. If you keep the podcast going, the good shit will happen outside of the podcast. I agree. It's true, it's, dog. I, it's, I, uh, it's pseudoscience. It's no, it's it's fact proven <laughs> by, <laughs> by Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan and fucking David Cho. Who, uh, by the way, Joe Rogan tweeted slow mo. So no, he did not. Out to 1.3 million followers, yeah. The uh, first cool. first rollerblading-related tweet from Joe Rogan. I mean, Pretty awesome. That's fucking great, man. That's really... There's something special happening right now, man. I really do think that, like, there's... Like, maybe not big industrious or, like, uh, consumer or, like, sales financial things, but there's, like, something really, like just positive happening in skating right now it's 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 fucking cool <laughs> yeah i agree i think the cynical thing can only go for so long yeah it works before it comes good. really before it becomes really fucking boring you just yeah. want to see humans uh do i don't know positive happy stuff i don't know i think we're getting tired of cynical things we're yeah. seeing through the bullshit. We're seeing through. We're getting like we're just getting smarter because we're watching more shit. Where yeah. we where we have access to more information than ever. It's I think maybe we're just getting all smarter. Yeah, so, we're realizing yeah. being hard isn't cool at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's just so fucking dumb. <laughs> like it's just a waste of your life to it be is. negative and harbor that bullshit, dude. Like you know. Before we and let we're, you go, oh, Kevin, okay. I, have to, I have to, I have to tell you guys that while the whole time we've been talking, I don't know why, but I've been picking skin off of my feet, and I have a pile of skin on the <laughs> beside the laptop. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. I'll take, I'll take a picture and I'll post it on the uh, Mushroom Boys Instagram. <laughs> And only the pretty much if people are listening to the podcast, they'll know what it is. This will be really good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for hanging out tonight. Yeah, thanks yeah. guys. This was fun, Kevin. Uh, you guys talking to you is always a blast, dude. I love you. But yeah, you guys have to come on the Dirty Show. Fuck yeah. yeah! You should have came on the Dirty Show tonight. I that, I know. Yeah. Well, That's yeah. True. But this, this could have been a dirty show and a how to be unpopular. I'll remix it and put in some fucking um, trumpet sounds. <laughs> I mean, some fucking what you know, DJ sound. The fucking <laughs> the air horn thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll come on. Uh, yeah, you let us know. I want to come on. We'll come okay. on. Yes. Okay, cool. That's tight. We'll share audiences. <laughs> 38 people it's <laughs> gonna be great we're gonna be and famous y'all ready get in those yeah <laughs> and lastly digits, dog. Um, if you're a rollerblader and you want to make a comeback you can come on our podcast and talk about your comeback too <laughs> yeah.
free promotion. Dude, yeah. I, I hope everybody took notes and more people start fucking podcasting. Pussies. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, That's it. Good night. Love. Podcast gods. Nice. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>